Something was wrong. I was groggy, fading in and out. My body felt tired, weighted down. What was going on? I tried to see, but my eyelids were too heavy to lift. I summoned all the strength I could, but still didn't have the power to peel them open. The last thing I could recall was training with my new skydiving team, Air Moves. After nine years of competition, much of which was spent living in my van and eating out of a cooler so that I could afford team training, the owners of the Paris Valley Skydiving Center in California had presented me with a team sponsorship opportunity. I would get to pick and run the team. They would cover the training costs. This was it, the opportunity I had always hoped for. Since money wasn't an issue, I was able to pick the teammates I most wanted. The first person I called was James Lane. I had known James since he was 11, and had taught him to jump when he was only 14. His whole family had worked at my drop zone in Ohio. James was like a little brother to me. Even before his very first jump seven years earlier, we had decided that someday we were going to win the national and world championships together. This was our chance, a dream come true. Troy Widgery was next on my list. Troy was a young entrepreneur and good friend whom I had coached when he was on the University of Colorado skydiving team. At the Collegiate National Championships a year earlier, I had told James and Troy that somehow, someday, I was going to get them both on my team. Richard Stewart had been the camera flyer on my previous team, The Force. But like me, Richard still just hadn't had enough of team training and competition. To fill the one remaining position, I held tryouts. Tom Falzone outperformed the rest and completed the team lineup. Paris Air Moves was born. We were five months into our training and had made about 350 practice jumps. Everything was going better than I'd ever imagined, and I have quite an imagination. We were improving at an unheard-of pace and had already gone head-to-head with some of the top teams in the country. The U.S. Nationals gold medal was in our sights. And then, the crust on my eyelashes glued them shut. Using the muscles in my forehead, I finally pried them open a crack. A faint white light was all I could see. Like I was inside of a cloud, it was silent. Where was I waking up? Was I waking up? Was I dead? I had no idea what was happening, how I got here, or what was going on. But I did have one absolutely vivid image in my head. A crystal clear picture of something that seemed to have happened just moments before waking up. It wasn't a dream. It was as real as any real-world experience I had ever had. I could remember the entire thing, every action, every word, and every thought. It went like this. I was in freefall, almost as if I had just appeared there. I love freefall, and finding myself there at that moment seemed natural. I was at home, at peace, part of the infinite sky. But after a few seconds, I noticed that this wasn't normal freefall. It was quieter. The wind wasn't blowing as fast. I wasn't descending. A gentle breeze was suspending me. It was okay. It was fine. I was floating, flying, but it wasn't right. What was I doing there? I wasn't afraid. I felt safe, but confused. I looked up and saw James flying down to me, just as if we were on a skydive together, and he was swooping me. His expression was that silly, playful smile he so often had in free fall. 